You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. New music from Kelsey Ballerini and a big surprise from Jelly Roll. everything you need to know in country music for the week of February 20th, 2022. Bringing you the hottest news and the newest music in country music every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And now for the hottest news in country music this week. The hottest. Congratulations are in order for John Party and his wife Summer. They welcomed a new baby girl, their first child, and she is beyond cute. Make sure you head over to his socials now to check out the most adorable photos. Jason Aldean gave his fans a sneak peek of him in the studio for his upcoming album. And some familiar faces were also seen in the photos, such as longtime collaborators Kurt Allison and Tully Kennedy. You can check that out up on his socials now. Ashley McBride recently performed at the Ryman, and our very own backstage Bobby was there. There was even incredible performances from her Linville album, featuring Kaylee Hammock and Pillbox Patty. So much epic footage of that of course, from Bobby. So thank you to her for that because it looked like an incredible show. You can check that up on our Instagram page now. Cameron Marlowe stunned tour mates Thomas Rhett and Jordan Davis. They are all out on the road together and invited him out for an acoustic set. He played his soulful song, Ain't Enough Whiskey, off his current project, We Were Cowboys. And his vocals in this video are literally insane out of this world. Some of the best male vocals I have heard in this genre in a long time. And he stunned everyone. Check out Cameron Marlowe's page for the video on that. It is a must watch for this week. I have exciting touring news for you. Jelly Roll is hitting the road and is bringing some incredible friends with him on tour, including some of my faves, Ashley McBride, L. King, and Chase Rice. These are going to be hot tickets. So if you want to check out this tour, make sure you map it out ASAP. Tickets go on sale for that starting Friday at 10 a.m. local time on Ticketmaster.com. There'll also be VIP fan packages, so make sure you check that out. You can get a backstage tour and group photos and hang out in a VIP lounge. Morgan Wallen had a run-in with Nashville cops, but in a good way. He took some time during his night out to thank downtown officers. Nashville has recently added more officers due to the increased activities during peak times during Thursday and Sunday hours, and he thanked officers and even smiled for the camera. You can check that out now up on allcountrynews.com. 
Smith recently performed on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and he absolutely slayed a performance of his song, Whiskey on You. That is another must-watch for the week. You can check out a sneak peek of that now up on our socials and full video on YouTube. And now for the hottest releases in country music this week. The hottest. Jordan Davis released his highly anticipated album, Blue Bird Days. I am such a fan of this guy, and I was so excited to listen to this album, especially since it's a long one. I talk about this a lot in the episodes, but the reason why I love a long album is because I feel like usually... And now sometimes this isn't the norm anymore, but there's usually anywhere between two to sometimes five years between an artist releasing an album. So when you get a long one, it gives you a little bit more to hold on to. That being said, I appreciate short albums as well. If the story's been told, then it doesn't need to be long. But this album is so great. I mean, it's honestly really so hard to pinpoint down which ones to tell you to listen to because they're all so good. But I really love Sunday Saints, Money Isn't Real, and Fishing Spot's a good one too. Make sure you check them all out. Definitely a must listen for the week. Next artist I'm so excited to talk about. Her name is Carly Scott Collins and she is one of the sweetest people ever, not to mention an incredible artist, vocalist, but she just dropped a new track. It's rock influenced. It's called Petty in the 80s. And yes, that's Petty as in Tom Petty. And it's just so incredible. It's infectious, nostalgic. The song is so fun and she is definitely an artist to watch out for. She's definitely going to be climbing up the country music ranks. So make sure you check out the rest of her catalog and definitely add this one to your playlist. Craig Campbell shares gems from his musical archives in the Lost Files Exhibit A. And I really love this. And I am telling you, I want you to go on allcountrynews.com and read the article we have about this. It's so interesting to hear about his journey and about how he has been passed around through record labels and how music of his got stuck on hard drives for years at a time. And it kind of takes you through a journey of what was going on on in his life over those years and it's just absolutely spectacular Um, a favorite of mine is tractor songs which was written by walker hayes and we all know how catchy his songs are so definitely make sure you check that one out but check out the whole project it's really cool roman alexander stuns in a catchy new single mess me up and it's all about this girl that he just can't seem to let go And it's so great. It's so fun. I could definitely see this one being a big hit at Country Radio. Make sure you check it out. Neil Arts and Maddie and Tay team up for an incredible new song. Not only is it fun, but it's super nostalgic. I'm such a fan of all three of these ladies. And this song will take you back. It's all about those lasts you have in life. And it's down to the small things. Um, For example... One of the lines is like, when are you going to kick your last kickball? And I just think that is so incredible. It's such a unique 
song subject, which Tennille is famous for. She takes so many unique subjects and spins them. And, and she takes subjects that we hear all the time and puts her own unique spin on them. It's just such an incredible song. And this one is so fun. And it's totally girl-led. You can check out a video up on Tennille Art's Instagram page of all the ladies in the room who were making this song. It's just incredible. Nate Smith gave fans a taste of new music with Better Boy and Oil Spot. And I love both these songs. I've talked about Nate quite a few times. He has just been taking the country world by storm. And these songs are such a great peek into who he is as an artist and how incredible he is. I mean, his vocals are just incredible on Oil Spot. Literally gave me chills. It's such a great song and so is Better Boy. That one's a little more on the upbeat kind of fun side and Oil Spot's more in that sweet spot for me of what country music really is, like the emotional, incredible storytelling. Both fantastic tracks. Make sure you check that out and the rest of his catalog as well. He's incredible. Parker McCollum gives us a timeless love song with his latest single, I Ain't Going Nowhere. And I love this one. The lyrics are fantastic. It's all about how he's not looking around for anything else. He's right there and he's not going anywhere. It's really fantastic. And I've talked about him before. This is another artist who I think has really interesting vocal quality that I absolutely adore. Make sure you add this one to your weekly playlist. Kylie Morgan released a new single, Don't Stay Gone Too Long. And this one is so good. To me, it's a mix between a ballad and a sort of upbeat country song, but it's so beautiful. I can only assume that this was written about her husband, Jay Allen, who we also adore. And it's so good. I already heard it on Sirius XM and I could totally see this one climbing up the charts. So make sure you check this out. And again, make sure you check out more of her music because she is definitely an up and coming artist to watch out for. Okay, this next release I had to save for last because it is the one that I have been dying to talk about since it came out. And I'm sure you've guessed it by now. If you are a country music fan at all, you had to have known this one was going to make the list. Kelsey Ballerini shared her post-divorce healing journey in her new EP, Rolling Up the Welcome Mat. And as if that wasn't already amazing enough, she also created a short film to go with the songs, and it is out of this world. This is hands down her most incredible, most powerful work yet. And I've loved every album she's released and I've thought consistently they've gotten better and better. And with Heart First, I couldn't imagine her releasing anything else that was as moving, as powerful. And this just blew me out of the water. It is one of the most vulnerable pieces of work, pieces of art I have ever gotten to witness. And the writing on this is truly insane. Three of the tracks are solo rights. And to me, solo rights are the ones that always pluck at your heartstrings the most. And 
I hope we see more of that. I don't get me wrong. I know country music, Nashville, you know, all the writers getting together. I oh, I love that. I always want the collabs, but I want to see some more solo rights from artists. I feel like some of the best gems in an artist catalog come from solo rights and this whole album is out of this world and the interlude that happens in it will literally knock you on the ground. If you haven't listened to this one yet, this is me telling you this is your must must listen for the week. I can't wait to see her out on the road for my birthday so stay tuned for that. I will have all the details and I'll let you know if she ends up playing any of these songs and make sure you watch the video for the EP. It's up on her YouTube page now and it is unreal. You can listen to all the new music I just mentioned up on our All Country News Spotify playlist. Make sure you also sign up for the weekly newsletter so you can get all of this news first and you'll be able to check out all the upcoming album releases up on allcountrynews.com. We have a very special guest this week. Reed Houghton joins us on the show with our very own Bobby Dixon. You can catch that all here now. Awesome. Well, super excited to chat about all the big things you've had going on, including being on the Today Show. So, but Crazy. let's like start way back, baby Reed, growing up. So what was like life like growing up in Haleyville? What were some of your favorite memories? What was going on in that town when you were growing up? Well, super small. It's like 4,000 people. So it's like very, very small. You know, it's one of those places where like to go out to eat somewhere nice or go on a date or whatever you go to we would go to like Muscle Shoals or Florence or Birmingham or whatever oh my gosh that's yeah. crazy I always giggle because my family we're all from a small town in central Illinois I'm Chicago based so I love that you're like yeah if you want to go to the grocery store or get decent food you need to drive like 40 minutes yeah well I mean we, so we had like the basic fast food places and like grocery stores like three Mexican restaurants or something crazy but uh it's uh there's not much going on for sure it's, it's pretty it's pretty chill um which pro you know that probably helped me like get interested in playing music and whatnot because that's like what we were doing on the weekends we were doing I love that so talk to me about what kind of music was playing in your house I know for me how I landed working in country music my parents will never understand because right. I grew up listening to like Prince, the Rolling Stones, Flock of Seagulls. I guess maybe my gateway was like a little Almond Brothers band. But yeah. what was growing up? You mean what music was playing in your house or in your car even? Well, like my my parents are very like all across the board listeners. But like my dad is, you know, or what I first remember hearing is like Leonard Skinner and Grateful Dead and like all kinds of like I guess seventies rock and stuff like that. You know. Um, so and then he was also into bluegrass like that was some of the first stuff we were playing but uh then my mom like I would ride to school with her and she was you know into other stuff but like she was the first time I heard like contemporary country stuff like she would listen to the highway and like I think before the highway was a thing she had like some Sugarland CDs and like wow. something else so like that was my introduction to that but uh it was like a little bit of both but definitely first stuff I remember hearing is like my dad playing like Leonard Skinner and stuff like that when I was younger. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah, definitely lots of memories around record players and in my dad's really old car driving to school. So I love that you can share that as well. 
you know, so, I think what you hear in your car is like, as a kid is so influential. It, it's you know, insane. I think a lot of parents maybe don't notice it at the time, but like, I remember, like, I'll still hear a song and be like, whoa, feel like I'm riding to school again, you know? Same mine. So funny enough, my dad was the gym teacher at the middle school I went to. So talk about three years of absolute, just horrible, <laughs> horrible, horribleness. Um, but we would always play Indian outlaw Tim McGraw in the car. Yeah. And now that song can be argued that it's not politically correct. But when I got to see him over the summer, I was like flashback into my dad's old grand marquee That's driving awesome. to school. So. <laughs> my mom was a teacher too. So like, you know, hey. I would be riding to and from with her. Oh my gosh. Well, hopefully you didn't have your own, your own mother. Cause I had my dad for gym and let's just not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I never, I, I never, my mom was a kindergarten teacher. Like when I came okay. through, uh, so I, but I never had her. I love it. So you mentioned there really wasn't much to do or much to get in trouble with where you grew up. So you found music. Do you remember writing your first song or maybe? Oh yeah. So like my, I guess I should backtrack. Like my neighbor growing up across the street, my best friend lived in that house and uh, his dad played guitar and had played in like some bands and stuff. Um, so he kind of like got us interested in playing, I guess, cause he, we would always just, he would play like all day when he got home from work until we went to bed. Oh so like, we were just hearing playing. Um, so that like sparked that whole thing for sure. I love that. Do you remember the first song you wrote? Was oh it yeah, for sure. It like, I, well, I wrote like, I remember like, kind of figuring out like how to write a song sort of you know like honestly when the Luke Combs stuff came out like I remember thinking just like from a music standpoint like those were pretty easy to like recreate I guess like as far as like playing them on guitar or whatever mm -hmm. um so I remember like kind of using those songs as like a structure and kind of like right like I wrote a couple songs like just by myself but I, I don't know if I really knew that I was like writing a song I was kind of like I'm just going to like, I got this thought in my head. So let's just make it a thing, you know, but I don't really remember when I was like, you know, told somebody like I wrote this song. I'm sure I just told my parents, but well, uh, one of the first songs I wrote, maybe like the second song I ever wrote is out. Like it, it's called make you mine. Like it's on my Spotify. No way. Yeah. Oh my God, that's wild that you have taken it from song infancy to now being on major streaming platforms. I mean, that's gotta be pretty cool. Yeah, I wrote it by myself. I was thinking about it yesterday, actually. Like, I remember sitting on my bedroom floor and just writing it and wow. not really thinking much about it. I mean, it's very, like, simple song. I mean, the song's done well. I'm not, like, ashamed of it or anything, but it's, like, super, super like, elementary compared to, like, what I'm, what my mind's doing now. But, like, that doesn't take away from the song, you know? It's, it's, it's cool. I, if I wouldn't have put it out, who knows what would happen. That's, like, what, that was the first time I put it out. So the first time I ever, like, thought about whatever, trying to do this for real. Yeah, I love that. So you go to, uh, you went to Auburn University, yes. which is a rival school of a lot of the schools my family cheers for. So I'm having a hard time talking to you. Just kidding. Totally are, fine. Are you, no is your family Bama fans or Georgia fans or what? Uh, big Georgia fans. And then we were big TCU fans. So that was a very, very hard game for my family to watch. Lots of bourbon was wagered. That is hilarious. <laughs> so lots of broken hearts uh, a yeah. couple of weeks ago, but so you're at Auburn. Did you major in music? What did you like? Talk to me about your time at Auburn and how that kind of landed you into playing the college circuit. Yeah. So like I said, like we, I started playing kind of because of my neighbor. Um, me and his son started taking lessons at church uh, when we were eight ish. 
and uh he he was in the in a band with me at church like we led worship from like eighth grade throughout oh my god that's so cool because that was like really the only outlet of playing music you know yeah and we were going to be there anyway so we might as well be playing um so that happened went to auburn uh obviously it took till like the second half of my freshman year to like build those kind of relationships uh i got like a wednesday night gig at uh this place called bourbon street which is like a staple or you know was a staple of the auburn music scene it's not it's no longer but um got got a gig there and it went well he kind of like gave me a few more and I mean, I didn't, I didn't really like think of it much at the time as kind of like, this is the bar we all go to and cool. We're all hanging out, just playing whatever music we would be playing over the speakers, basically, you know? Um, and I met my team now, um, at a show that I was going to see, it was a Riley Green show and my, my buddy was opening the show and, uh, some of my friends were the promoters of the show, Peachtree Entertainment was putting it on. So, um, yeah, my manager was there. One thing led to another. We met, like, I didn't really know what his, you know, that he was, like, could change my life. Um, but I sent him some songs, and he thought they didn't suck, I guess. So I came I up here. That. It's funny, you, you talk about Zooming. I came up to Nashville during the COVID summer. That was my first time here. And, like, I really? lived here for, I guess, June and July. that was almost three years ago? That just seems, like, Really crazy. But I was here for, like, June, July, and half of August. But like all my introduction to people and songwriting really in Nashville was like via Zoom. Yeah, that's wild. So were you playing originals, playing covers, a little bit of everything when you were doing that college circuit? Well, I mean, those sets are so long. I mean, we were playing three or four hour sets. So like, yeah, we were playing all the original stuff that we had. But like, I mean, that was about... 20 minutes worth you know or whatever 30 <laughs> minutes worth like you're like now what else do we do yeah I mean nowadays I could probably play for two and a half hours on original songs or whatever but like awesome. then I probably only had like I had less than 10 songs written for sure maybe less than five at first oh my gosh I love that so you mentioned the COVID summer was your first summer in Nashville what a very odd time to be in Nashville but I feel like it was so resilient um, everybody still figured it out. So talk to me about you land in Nashville, you're kind of working through all that. And then you land at arguably one of the big, biggest publishing houses in town right now. So can you kind of walk me through that journey? What, as far as like getting from get, coming to Nashville during a really funky time to oh. kind of where you find yourself now? Yeah. I mean, it, it was just like, I mean, kind of good and bad because, you know, you're meeting, you're meeting everybody and like learning how to write like that, but it's on Zoom. So, you know, it's not going to be like that forever, but like, it's also kind of shielding because you're on a Zoom call and if something is really awkward or whatever, you can just be like, oh, my internet crashed or whatever. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, not, I never did that, but like, you know, you know, you could do that. You can get, you can't just, it's not like being in a room with somebody when you're like, oh, this is really awkward. I want to just leave. You can't just walk out, you know? Yeah um but anyways like it went good I guess like they, it was, they were just dating me pretty much you know like which I mean all publishing companies do that you know like kind of like book you some rights and see what's going on but like I was an intern so like really I thought when I came mm. up here like I might be like working in the office like I thought that I might be like whatever helping with A&R like being a putting th songs in folders but I guess they like the songs you know and 
got good feedback from the people I was writing with that I wasn't like a moron. So, uh, and we got some good songs. So, you know, I guess they were just like what they heard and we're like, yeah, if you, you know, go finish up and come back and we'll give you a pub deal pretty much. But it was like, you know, verbal it was like, you got to move here. I was like, well, yeah, obviously <laughs> that's, that's the plan anyways. Yeah. I love that. If I'm not mistaken, I know you brought up that some of the first songs you kind of tried or that were easy enough to kind of try and replicate were Luke Combs songs. If I'm not mistaken, isn't this his publishing house as well? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, okay, so, so talk to me about that full, I mean, that's pretty full circle. Yeah, I don't think I've, I mean, people probably don't really know that. I've never really talked about that that much, but yeah. So, I mean, Luke Combs, is at Riverhouse. Riverhouse was, I mean, in all reality, created because of Luke Combs. I mean, all the stories you heard are true. Like no one would sign him. And Miss Lynn, who owns Riverhouse, was like, Yeah, I'm gonna sign him. And she created this whole company for to sign Luke Combs and it worked because she's a badass. <laughs> um, but yeah, full circle. I mean, like that was some of the first. I mean, I don't want to say the first, like I was like, definitely listening to like Eric Church and stuff, but like, that was like the, the first bit of like, really modern country, I guess, in that next wave of people, whatever you want to call it, and the next class of people from Eric Church and Luke Bryan and all these, Aldean, all those guys, the next guy up seemed to be Luke Combs, and I was like, no, this is a different thing, you know, I'm, I remember just thinking like, I haven't heard anything like that at all, and honestly it was pretty like basic to like play I mean I was covering those songs and whatnot so I kind of like learned my way around them and figured out how to do my version of it I guess but yeah it's crazy that he's here and that's yeah I mean completely full circle moment but the whole thing with meet and Zeb who's my manager at works mm -hmm. Riverhouse it's just like complete god moment like super crazy that we were ever like ran across each other and that he cared who I was at the moment, you know, isn't that, I always, I've, I've heard that, that phrase from so many artists I've interviewed, they cared about who I was in my art and, or my fill in the blank. Do you feel like that, that is just so special to Nashville in country music versus maybe the pop or rock or rap scene? I mean, no, not really. I think, cause I think even within country, like there in Nashville, like there's a lot of there's people in it for the right reasons, people in it for the wrong reasons. Like, and I, I mean, you, there's, I guess there's no way to really know, like truly, unless you were the person that it, you are the artist, but like, I think that's the stuff that works. I think across the board in any genre, it's like when the team really believes in the person, like all money junk aside, like they just love the songs. They like the person as a human being you know, everything is destined to be better because everybody loves it. And I think it works in reverse too. Like when the artist feels that way about the team, you know, like you got, I, I think, you know, of them as my family. So it's like, I want to be, I want to be great because I want, I want to make them money. You know, we want to, we both want to go together. It's not, you know, a one person thing. It's like everybody is uh, involved. It's just, I got the steering wheel, I guess. I love that. So let's talk about TikTok. 
and your viral moment. I remember seeing that video being like, this is so cute. Oh, you saw like, it on your, on your page? It did pop up. And so when your team reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, it was in your little thing, like, hey, he went viral and hey, we, he was on the Today Show. I immediately emailed back and said, I know exactly who this guy is. I got to see this firsthand, which for me as, I mean, a fan of yours for a while now and then just as like kind of a, a viewer and outsider I kind of see how things kind of move around the industry it was so cool so <laughs> when you posted that TikTok I mean have you always been able to soothe babies with your music or was that kind of a one-off well I like to think I'm pretty good with babies um I do have two little sisters who are 11 and 12 so like I was 12 years old when they were born oh my god so yeah like, so that's yeah you know I've been I've been around my fair share of babies but yeah, I guess so. I mean, so the backstory is like that girl is our good family friend. And uh, she was playing like, I, I think there was a clip of it on YouTube of me playing the song. And like, she had been playing the baby that th that video on YouTube, like since the baby was in her belly, like she, you know, it was like something they would do at night. She said she was, she wanted to play the baby music. Must be a mom. Um, probably makes the baby smarter or something. Yeah, right. But, Anyway, play some Beethoven yeah <laughs> yeah but instead of Beethoven this uh, little baby Charlie was getting me um which so you know we we're like let's play it to her in real life or you know not real life like in face to face you yeah. know and so like we had done it once before like in a real crowded room people and it was like really loud but she was still kind of had the same reaction um but we were just you know bored hanging out over Christmas and yeah like let's do it to her again see what she you know she was all she was crying like we we're like let's see if we can just like yeah stop. she was full-on fussing and I think my favorite part of the video isn't even her reaction it's your body language that changes you went oh my god it worked like it, <laughs> it was the dynamic was so cool and then watching your good family friend watch her baby be so inspired I mean right. I really hope this baby like wins a CMA one day and like thanks you we we're we've just been laughing so hard because I think baby Charlie turned seven months old yesterday and we were like the baby is viral at seven months old. <laughs> what a world we live in. So did you know that the show, that that moment was going to be on the Today Show or was that a surprise? Like uh, a few days before, like somebody on our team, maybe Zeb had told me like, hey, we got our people to send that to like a bunch of news outlets just to see if anyone would like think it, it would cool. stick, yeah. And, uh, but we were like, you know, that's, that'd be crazy. We've never thought anything about it. And then I, I got up, like just happened to get up earlier than normal. Uh, the day that it came on the today show. And I was like sitting on my couch and like saw a Facebook comment that was like, yo, just saw this on the today show. Like, congrats. And I started laughing and I showed my girlfriend, I was like, look at this. Somebody thinks they saw me on the today show. And we were like laughing. We're like, that's crazy. You know? And then it was like a bunch of comments hit. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. I was like, I think I really am like on TV. So it was all people on the East Coast. Okay, yep. Yeah, or on the other time zone or whatever. But um, so that happened. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Come to find out like our PR people didn't even know about it till like, I think like 6 a.m. that morning or something. <laughs> um, But yeah, and then I watched it hit at the eight. 807 time or whatever like 
sitting on my couch, like right here. I was like, <laughs> just couldn't believe it, you know? Oh my God. That's so fun. I feel like that's just such a fun kind of like stamp of approval. I mean, did you see, did the video go even more viral? Did you see your numbers change? Like, what was kind of the aftermath of all that? Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it definitely impacted it, but like the video, it like just ran so much in the day, like the days before that it didn't even really seem like that much compared to what had been going on. Yeah. You know, it was just like an explosion of, of my, on my soul. I love that. Like I love that. Speaking, it, speaking of explosions, um, I'm super excited, explosively excited about your new song. Uh, day you don't I know that I mentioned that I grew up on Almond Brothers and between the music video and that funky instrument whatever that is I feel like Greg Allman has been reincarnated in you was that like on purpose oh I mean I love that stuff you know okay. like one of the first concerts I've been to my dad took me to like Almond Brothers and Widespread Panic when I was like 12 or something that is wild greg almond was my first concert with my mom and then my dad took me to see hootie and the blowfish when i was three <laughs> yeah no i just love that kind of stuff like I think the whole record's kind of that vibe i guess i mean there's different things going on but it's all very like i don't know like i i say it's like rock it's it's very rock but like i think people's like idea of rock has turned into like what hardy sounds like totally mm -hmm. which is fine like I, that's definitely rock but like this is like very loose more like classic rock sounds but yeah that's kind of the whole vibe of the whole thing which is like very me it's like a whole new world but uh it's like the most me music I've been a part of it this song you know was one of the first ones that we wrote from the project and it was like boom like I don't know I kind of didn't know what it was like when I turned it in I was like I don't know what this is but I'm going to see if I can make it happen again. You know what I mean? I love it. I mean, you can clearly see um, my country music, Jesus, is proudly displayed behind me. Um, but I feel like it's so clever. And it reminds me of that songwriting from, you know what I mean, the mid-90s country to mid-2000s. Is that same songwriting going to be kind of the, at the forefront of the new record as well, the new project? It, it's interesting to think about from a songwriting perspective because I feel like it's like you get a little bit of different things like there's definitely some like nicely structured things like how you know like when you think of Nashville songwriting like there's a lot of that but there's like some stuff like this song called Can't Please Them All that's going to be on the record that's like not like like that would never fly like with the typical Nashville stuff, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I think you get a little bit of both. It's, I've never, I haven't put much thought into it from a songwriting perspective. I just think it's all very me, you know? Uh, and I, I obviously had co-writers on every song, but like it's, it all came out like very, like things I would say, I guess, you know? I love that. I know. I'm always so jealous of songwriters. I feel like I have a million ideas. So if you ever need one, I literally have notebooks like all around my house, hey, but them. I can't write a song to save my life. So kudos you to third, you. Send them away. I will. So we always love before we wrap up the interview to play a quick fire game, but I always preface it with take as much time as you need. Okay. <laughs> so first question here, who are you listening to right now? Kings of Leon. I really love Kings of Leon. Uh, that, that's been the, uh, the past few days and a lot of Tedeschi trucks. Really? 
Yeah, I love Tedeschi trucks. I love that. I love that. So you're busy, you're writing all the time. I'm sure writes can take days, hours, how long. What's your go-to snack when you're hungry during a write? Just coffee, as much coffee <laughs> as possible. I mean, if you drink enough coffee, you stop being hungry. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. Or anything, you know, I mean- yeah. If it's available, I'll, I'll snack on it. But coffee is the only thing that has to be there. I love it. So this one always trips people up. Uh, what country song do you wish that you had written? Oh, uh, well, the first one that just popped in my head is probably like not what everybody would think. But uh, what are you listening to, Chris Stapleton? That is a great choice. I approve. <laughs> anything by Chris Stapleton. I mean, the man, the man's just, he's out of this world. I love it. So talk to me about a dream duet that you have, and it could be from any genre, dead or alive. Who do you want to sing with? Oh my gosh. Oh, I mean, I just, well, for one thing, I think it would be amazing to sit in with like a band, like, like yeah. any, like those I just mentioned, Kings of Leon or Tedeschi Trugs or something. Um, I mean, dream duet thing, maybe John Mayer would be sick. I mean, that'd be a really weird thing to collide with my sound, but like. But, you, but at the same time, I don't think it would be. Like, yeah, maybe I mean, not. Who knows? I mean, maybe I just get him to rip a solo on, on there something. You go. Yeah, we got to see him here in Chicago and it was wild. Ooh, maybe Marcus King, though. Oh, that would be a great that, that, one. That's my final answer, Marcus King. Okay, we're manifesting this for you. Marcus, if you hear us, let's make this happen, right? <laughs> Talk to me about the best advice, uh, career advice specifically that you've gotten since being in Nashville. Uh, somebody told me like when I was selling my booking deal, they were like, uh, this is like a big guy at CAA, CAA like one of the top, top dogs. He was like, man, he like patted me on the shoulder. He, he was a big old tall guy and I'm not very tall. He was like patting me on the shoulder. He's like, man, just enjoy where you're at right now. Cause once you get to the top, you're just trying to hang on. And I've been thinking a lot about that. And I think that like the climb is the most fun part and people need to like enjoy the way up more because once you're there, you're just looking down, you know? Oh my gosh. I love that. So to wrap things up, I ask the most loaded question, take as much time as you need or not. Some people already have this at the top of their head. Favorite all-time country song, go. Good Lord. Jeez. Uh, Maybe. Sometimes I offer up, you can do your Mount Rushmore of country songs and then you get four. Like Carolina by Eric Church. Oh, you win. Favorite interview ever. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's so hard. That so whole hard. album though, man. But like that. That song, I would say this. I remember vividly sitting at a computer screen when I was like a young kid and watching Carolina and Hell in the Heart, like just with the album cover, you know, and just looking at the album cover and thinking, I don't know what's going on right now, but I want to do that. I love that. Next time we talk, my my wall of fame will be done. And I, I have the Carolina vinyl that I found at a Nashville thrift shop. Why anybody would ever want to get rid of that. I mean, you're clearly insane. So, yeah. but thank you so much. Super excited about the new tune, the new record. 
I always say I'm Chicago based. Please come see us in Chicago. I always love looking at people's Spotify, seeing where you have fans. And a lot of the times your fans are in Chicago. So we will come out in droves. Well, if I'm up that way, hit me up. You got a ticket on me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Super excited about the new tunes and uh, go Auburn. War Eagle, thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Before I go, we have to talk about the new artist spotlight. This week's is Matt Schuster. You can follow him at its.matt.schuster on Instagram. He is an incredible up-and-coming artist. We have a whole spotlight up on him on allcountrynews.com. Make sure you check him out. And before I sign off, you know we have to talk about video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Scotty McCreary performing Damn Straight on NBC's Today Show. I love Scotty. I have loved him since his TV competition days. You will not want to miss this. It is definitely a must-watch for the week. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content on your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.